Hello and welcome to Wolves Fancast. David Evans here on the podcast this week. We've got the most pundits I think we've ever had in one sitting. It's not like we lost 5-0 and people want to rant, is it really? We've um, got five pundits, one yeah. for each goal. There you go. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> on the podcast, we've got the uh, self-proclaimed football manager of East, Luke Thompson. You all right, guys? You, you, you don't I don't like play it. football manager. I haven't got time oh. for football manager, Dave. I'm a busy man now. <laughs> so what, what, what do we call you then? Call me Luke. Luke. <laughs> Thompson, yeah, self-proclaimed working man. <laughs> uh, right, we've got a freelancer in this Rob Fletcher. Even though we've got the Baron. John Bab. Uh, we've got um, award-nominated Minecraft yes. writer <laughs> Richard Hobbs. Uh, good evening. And uh, special guest this week, um, only the second appearance on the podcast so far in what five years, but we'll we'll let him. Get away with that. He's a commentator for TalkSport and probably some of the most major sporting events that have happened in the last couple of years. If you're on Twitter, I'm sure you know him. Mr James Fielden. Good evening. He's with us. Thank you very much for having me. Yeah, it's right. It's right. So the last time you were on, was it probably Premier League days with McCarthy? Yeah, it was a yeah. while ago. Yeah. Certainly uh, not after a 5-0 defeat anyway. No. Uh, on the podcast, so obviously we're going to talk about that game against Derby. <laughs> Um, and we're going to look at uh, best Wolves rumours as well. But firstly, thank you to everyone who voted for us at this year's Football Blogging Awards. Um, we had loads of players vote for us, which was really nice. Uh, but obviously, you voted for us. And the reason why we got nominated was because of you. And the reason why we're going on Thursday to the event is because of you guys. So just thank you to everyone who voted for us on Twitter, on Facebook, on the website of Football Blogging Awards. It's very much appreciated. And we'll stop going on about it now until hopefully next week if we win. We'll get the never, never sure <laughs> and then we'll get the champagne out. That's what we'll have do. have a special show Trump's next face. week. And you won't have, we haven't got a show next week, but we'll have a special show. Yeah, we'll, we'll, yeah we'll just have to sort of give everyone a rundown of what happened on mm, Thursday yeah. night. Don't expect it, by the way. We'll, we'll, it's not going to happen. We'll we're not going to win. Time. We'll just get people to do the show for them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The, the best bits of 2014 or something yeah. like that. Yeah. Like a nice little compilation. <laughs> like a little shows where they can't be bothered to do an episode. Yeah. Don't worry, we won't be winning, but if we do, it'll be great. Thank you very much. Um, just um, something in the news that's happened today. Uh, Morocco pulled out of hosts of the African Cup of Nations. Now you're thinking, David, it's a Wolves podcast. Do I really care about that? Well, uh, obviously, Dicko and Sacco, part of the Mali team who could qualify. Does it mean, therefore, that they won't be leaving in January? Um, James and he said before that there's going to be a new host in Yeah, so what I was reading this afternoon is that Morocco are out altogether. There are a number of people who might want to host it and have put their names forward to host it and that will be announced on Wednesday. And what I was just saying to you before we started was that now there's the possibility, I guess, is that whoever hosts it, if they're already still in the running to qualify and they will now qualify as uh, host of the tournament, that group could then take three teams forward. So Marley's two games on Saturday and the following Wednesday, I think it is. No idea. Yeah, I'm pretty sure it's Wednesday. Um make up for nothing but it's speculation and we'll find out on Wednesday Is it just fuel to find more about how these are two key players that we could leave in January and we basically need a whole squad to fill them Anyone? <laughs> Pretty go. much Are there no, likely to be more teams drop more countries drop out though now no one. I don't think so no, Well no. Morocco claimed the reason they pulled out is because they think tourism will be affected um, through the Ebola outbreak not because of the Ebola outbreak itself within the country Yeah so in theory, I don't think there should be much stopping other teams from competing. They right. didn't actually pull out. They pulled out as hosts. Yeah, and then they, then got, they got kicked, kicked out. out. Yeah. Because um, 
the CIF, the governing body of football in Africa, said the country was actually okay. They were telling the country they were actually, you, you're okay to host, so you just get on with it. And they said, no, we're not okay to host. And they pulled out. And then because of that, they said, well, forget it. You're not taking part at all. Mm-hmm. So it's not a case of them pulling out. But yeah. if it leads to others pulling out, that could be quite interesting. You don't get that many weeks on Wolves Fancast, do you? Real in-depth knowledge of uh, <laughs> African football. Yeah. <laughs> to say, it's a good job we've got as many people here because if you know James wasn't here, this section would be a bit crap, I think. <laughs> uh, yeah, so Marley's last games, just to say they've got uh, Malawi, which are the team that can potentially catch them realistically. And then uh, they've got Algeria as their last game and Algeria won every match. So basically, Daco... Daco? Sako and Dico <laughs> need to get a result uh, no Saturday sorry Saturday on Sunday game so but depending on what the announcement is on Wednesday which is tomorrow then this may all be irrelevant yeah, anyway yeah. if, if Marley announced they're going <laughs> to that they're going to host it then uh, has Dico gone being injured yeah, that's what Chuckett said after the game. I did it, yeah, yeah, I didn't say that. No, no, no. So, so on, the, on the basis, let's say, that it still carries on, Marley qualify, uh, and I'm sure we'll talk about it at another point, but realistically now, how many people do Wolves need to get in to potentially cover two key players? Obviously, with Dicker going, we need strikers anyway, but have we got enough cover for Saka? Or do we need to I don't think we've got enough cover in any position on the, on the yeah. park, have we? Really? I think it probably pulls Eusebio into the reckoning, mm-hmm. at least for a number of games. And when within does that... End? He's back. Now. He's back. Oh, he back, he got back. Week, yeah. And within that, you've got at least one, if not two, FA Cup games, depending on whether you get past the first round. So they're the kind of games he might have even broken into the squad for anyway. So I imagine he'll be around. Puts more emphasis on Van La Parra. VLP. I'm not really. I'm not really convinced about this thing that he can play through the middle. To be honest. Jacket and always seems to Whenever we sign a striker or whenever team signs a striker, oh yeah, he can play any of the front three positions, but. I'm not convinced that in Holland he'd have played through the middle too many times, to be honest. Anyone else? Any thoughts on, or is it too early still? We need cover. I think you say, if Dicko goes, we don't have a strike force, as proved on Saturday. Um, so, I mean, I think Ben said last week we need to sign about at least three strikers. Um, I don't think we've probably got enough cover out wide. I think, yeah, you've got players like Eusebio and Jacobs, but we don't have anyone anywhere near the quantity of Saka on the left, and that is a bit of a worry. But you won't get anybody near No, you're not going Saka, to, yeah. but I don't so. think we have anyone who can go anywhere near that at the moment or have his impact in the team. And but think, also the central midfielders are untouchable because nobody you can put in. Yeah. So even though they're not playing that well at the moment, I think they're, 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 you can't drop them. No, I think sort of there does need to be a big change in, in the system that we're playing without Sacco and Dicko um, if they're not here. Mm. I think so, there will be quite a bit of activity. If you listen to the uh, the noises Steve Morgan was making last week. The quote from Morgan was, I have never refused Kenny any money that he's actually asked for. Maybe not asked well, for That sounds like a break-up yeah. of a relationship. <laughs> 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 and Michael Calvin, who we spoke to earlier on this season, obviously knows Jackie quite well, to say, did say that Kenny likes to... He kind of treats a club's money as his own. So it may be that... A lot we've seen... How Wolves have spent money at the minute, he's not going to go out and throw money at players. Although I know we bid, what, three million for Andy Delort, which obviously, oh, thank God we didn't mm. do that. Um, but maybe he's not going to just throw money at players. That's why when Jack when Morgan says he gives him what he wants, maybe Jack it just doesn't take. I'd imagine he's he's, he's got his targets now, yeah. though. Oh, yeah. you know, so the work so. will be being done. Yeah. Like the the so transfer window is pretty he, meaningless anyway. All the work's done before, yeah, which is why yeah. they get signed off. So. 
and Sophie's got the money, mm. which I'm sure he will have. Um, I can't see us bringing a wide player in. I think, like James said, Eusebio will step up. You'll probably see him on the bench, Van der Parra then starting. Uh-huh. Um, we desperately do need a striker. I'm not sure about three, like Ben said last week, but I think mm. definitely one, <laughs> you know, two would be nice. I think one permanent and one on loan to yeah. the Dicko. Mm-hmm. Well, Ben mentioned on the podcast last week, who do you bring in? Who is out there that Wolves could realistically, that off your top of your head that you can know that Wolves can bring in? What about Dwight Gale? Which we'll be talking about. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But, but no, I mean... It's very difficult to know the contract position sitting here of mm. players yeah. on a contract. It's impossible. Could be so sceptical, John. Come on. It is. Hypothetical. Oh, fan- fantasy. It is, but yeah, as well, like it's not always about the money because I think... More enough, often than not, Wolves always taken someone on loan before they've splashed the money. Mm-hmm. Haven't they? <coughs> so, they have mm-hmm. so I mean, like you know, they might be in a position where they can pay a little bit more for someone's wages in January because they can just take them on a loan until the summer. So, mm. but you know, they've got a whole. He's obviously trusted British players a lot more, and the fact that he hasn't really given Van der Parra a chance suggests mm. that he'll probably trust in British again, won't he? So, I mean, mm. you you might say that we go back in for Chris Wood. Because he's he's not getting a sniff at Leicester really, he is played, he? So. He played on Saturday. You see his miss. Oh, did he? Mm-hmm. I haven't watched well, any football all the way. But how many minutes has he played this season? But if you're playing, so if you've played a Premier League game on Saturday, I don't think you're thinking about playing mid-table Championship football immediately, are you? But, but I would imagine the situation would be very very different in January. Yeah, if Leicester going for a striker, you know, the pace back, you know, to get a fourth choice striker and whatever would be for them. He's going to drop off the line. Yeah, exactly. And I mean, I've not really watched Leicester in depth, so. How many games have been played in the Prem? 10? 10, 11, I think. 10, 11. Yeah. How many games has Chris Wood started? None. None. He's had four sub appearances and played 46. Well, come on, that, that's what. And James isn't looking at anything. It's like they come prepared, you know. Like, so I, I, I would imagine. Uh, is that the sort I mean, of player you want to be signing in January? Somebody who's played 46 minutes in well, the last exactly. five, six months. I mean, the thing with Sagbo, yeah, isn't it? Exactly. Oh, yeah. Yeah. But, which is a disgrace in itself, but. But yeah. you're not gonna if if we are looking in the loan market, you're not gonna get a first choice player, are you? No. no. Or or you're signing somebody from a division below. But that's the gambling. You have to go from below and pay the money for them, or yeah. take them from above, yeah. take them on loan, and yeah. be prepared to pay them for a couple of games to get yeah. them fit. Mm. Like so, Burnley, yeah. I mean, Burnley took a gamble on Charlie Austin, didn't they? Mm. When when a lot of people were, you know, is he good enough? He, so sometimes taking players from down in that division can pay off. It's a bit more of a gamble. It can be better than signing somebody from the Premier League who hasn't already played and kicked a ball in a couple yeah, of seasons. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Fair comment. Mm-hmm. I mean, who would you go for from the lower leagues? Oh, I mean, off the top of my head, I can only Joe think Garner. of Joe Garner. Mm-hmm. And, mm-hmm. I mean, that lad from Chesterfield started well, but he seems to have dipped a bit now, hasn't he? That, is it I think Oyen, Oyen, would be a bit Ian, more a... Ian Doyle, Owen Doyle, Owen Doyle. Oyen. Yeah, it's got to be I mean, I've not really been watching that sort of trampy league one or maybe it'll be a discussion for another point come the uh, January transfer. And now, talking of Dwight Gale, Twitter was in a buzz on Sunday night with a, a rumour from a, a lovely ITK, or in the know if you're not knowing that terminology, saying that uh, Dwight Gale was going to come to Wolves online for the rest of the season. Obviously, that rumour was rubbished, but we wanted to know what was the best Wolves rumour you have ever heard. You've got some on social media, which we asked earlier on the day. Gentlemen, the floor is yours. Best Wolves rumour you have heard. Dennis Bergkamp. Yeah, yeah, well, I had Dennis Bergkamp. Yeah. When we signed Isaac Okoronko, it was desperate for Dennis Bergkamp, and he, we opened the curtain, <laughs> <laughs> and it's Isaac Okoronko. Who the hell is he? <laughs> 
Well, mine was uh, Stephen Fletcher being linked to Real Madrid to play in their B team. Yes, Do you remember that? I yeah. remember that. I had a look earlier. He was linked to Real Madrid when he was at Hibs, when he was at Burnley and at Wolves. I don't know where it all came from, but... Was, it, was Kevin Doyle linked to Juventus as well? I think I remember Kenny Miller was linked to Roma um, before he got released. <laughs> <laughs> Mine was Miroslav Closer. Yeah, that would oh, be yes. mine as well. Yeah? Yeah. yeah, But do you remember the backstory behind why he got linked? So he was leaving Bayern. And so he got linked to Wolfsburg because they'd lost Edin Dzeko. And so a, a story abroad must have ran Wolves in for Closer. And the Daily, I googled it today, and the Daily Star picked it up here. And they're like, oh, Wolves in for Closer, we'll run that. You know, great yeah. story. Obviously, Wolves in German was short for Wolfsburg. And so then they've ran the story here Wolves in for Miroslav Closer, but face competition from Real Madrid. <laughs> 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 is, that, is that why Roma was with um, Kenny Miller as well, then? Because aren't Roma Wolves? I remember at the time of Closer, didn't a few English papers run that story? And it did go yeah, for I mean, a while as if it was I couldn't a find the original. Thing. I couldn't find the original thing. I got as far as tribal football and caught offside today. <laughs> yeah. but, but it does it does cite the Daily Star on Sunday. So uh, I did look at yeah. that story. Any other ones at all that people remember? Do you remember Stephen Gleeson getting linked with Barcelona once? Really? Or was that just me? <laughs> I think that was football <laughs> manager. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I, it was like... It was, I think it was an Ireland game, an Ireland in the 21 game, and I was watching because vague Wolves interest. And someone goes, This is Stephen Gleeson on the ball. He's been uh, linked with a move to Barcelona in recent weeks. I was like, Where the hell's that come from? <laughs> yeah. I don't know where that came from, but uh, obviously that didn't work out. I think he was booking a weekend away. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> the other one as well was Rivaldo. I can't remember whether that was a rumor yeah. or whether yeah. that actually. I've got, a, I've got a Twitter one, a Twitter, a Twitter one in a sec for that one, but carry on. Yeah, maybe it was Dave Jones era, wasn't it, in the Premier League? Yeah. And he, yeah. I think he genuinely thought we had a chance, and then yeah. there was the realisation. He went on a free from, must have been Barcelona, and then just didn't move for quite a while, and just, yeah, I remember us getting linked. Did, to did we turn down Nicholas Anelka as well when he was a kid? I've heard that one. I've heard the Wayne Rooney one that where we nearly scouted him or we tried to went to watch him in the game. Yeah. <laughs> I was close to giving him the petrol. <laughs> <laughs> uh, right, I'll go to someone on, on, on social media. Uh, Stanley Motone uh, says, I'm sure I read we tried to sign Platini in yeah. 81 or 82 but pulled out because of a worries of a knee injury. I th- no, I don't think it ever existed. It was on the front page of the Express and Star, that was at the time. Uh, SDB 1877. Just a rumour, but something about Dave Williams breaking his leg. <laughs> 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 um, but the closer one as well, a couple of times, and the one about uh, Bergkamp. Um, the Rivaldo one. About, I heard that in 2003, Rivaldo came to the training ground, left, and laughed and left. Do you know Baggio yeah. did that? I remember yeah. that one. Do you remember when he flew in on like a private jet and he, the, the, the thought was that he saw the potholes in the training ground that had come to him when it was still mm. like porter cabins and stuff. Mm. It was pouring down with rain and he was turned around and got in his car and went back <laughs> no, to Brampton no Business Airport. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, and finally, Mr. Ferguson on Twitter uh, says, when they were taking down the North Bank, they found a ball on the roof, rumoured to be Mokamara's shot. <laughs> and I'm going to do this final one. This is on Facebook. This is obviously completely made up, but the guy, went, if he went to all this effort just to write this, it's <laughs> <laughs> fantastic. It's a bit of a story for you. Here we go. It's from Martin Holiday on our Facebook page. Uh, I remember a rumour that sounds... Sorry, I remember a rumour that did the rounds in July where an ITK source on Twitter stated that he'd seen Jez Moxie in a queue at Subway and overheard a conversation Jez was having on his mobile phone. A rather animated Jez had apparently been trying to type a deal 
the signed by Munich's French international ringer Frank Ribéry. However, negotiations seemed to hit a sticking point when Jez got distracted by the salad selection. <laughs> right. <laughs> and mistakenly offered a scoopful of jalapenos for Ribery's weekly appearance fee, at which the Bavarian Baseo hung up. I'm pretty sure this is this is a rumour that I'm sure this rumour was true because there's no smoke without fire, you know. And this ITK source heard it from the horse's mouth. For those who are interested, Jez eventually ordered a six inch meatball sub with jalapenos and a coke. <laughs> I don't think Jez Mox is gonna get distracted by the salad section of everything in Subway. I don't think you'd have a meatball sub. Maybe he went for the meal deal. I don't know. You don't know. But I, I just applauded that for my holiday. Uh, holiday. Sorry. But if you've got any other um, best Wolves rumours, do let us know on Twitter at WWFC Fancast and on Facebook Wolves Football Fancast Show. It was a bit of a reality check for Wolves on Saturday lunchtime as they suffered their worst defeat away since, I believe, Fulham two years ago with a 5-0 away defeat to Derby County at the Ipro Stadium. Um, and if Wolves were looking to try and bounce to the promotion spaces in the Championship, well, they might need to have a second thing coming. Um, that didn't make no sense. Um, <laughs> that made no sense. <laughs> that didn't either. Um, so... On Saturday, 5-0. James, I'll start with you. Was it men against boys? Uh, I wouldn't go so far as saying that. I Actually, it sounds strange, but I don't think we cope with the conditions very well, to be honest. It was very, very wet. I think our passes were either over hit or under I don't think you know that was particularly very good. I'm seeing to remember loads of long balls being played over the top, which just like spun out of play. I think it just mm. kind of summed it up. Really. I think it was just you know, one of those days that... Just has to be kind mm. of struck off, and you know, you, people forget that Wolves are a promoted team because mm. of how well they've done. Mm. You know, you can sometimes play against teams that are, you know, when we thrashed Forest 5 1 in that, mm. I can't remember the Forest had just been promoted then, but you just get games like that where you just get swept away. So, were Wolves poor or were we just beaten by a superior team? Well, both. I think a bit of both. Definitely mm. both. I mean, Derby are a very good team, um, possibly the best team in the division, and equally, Wolves were absolutely terrible. On the day, the defending, oh, horrible, absolutely horrible. The defending was. It was. If you was coaching an under tens team and you saw that level of defending, you'd go mental. Especially, I mean, the third goal, the six players yeah. around the box, and they've all stood there and watched the yeah. bloke who's 10, 12 yards out. Kevin McDonald has ran towards. Was it Jeff Hendrick who scored the third? Yeah, he's it ran towards him. him and then ran off in in the complete other direction. To, and you know you, you you can't excuse defending like that. There's there's no excuse for defending that poorly when there's a player in the box. Why are six men just standing there watching like spectators? It's terrible. And Derby was quick to close us down, pressing us high, pressing us hard, pressing us fast, and we just didn't know what to do when we had the ball. We looked short of options, and that's my two pence worth. There we go. And that's been a common theme, though, being in recent weeks. Yeah. Teams really mm-hmm. pressing McDonald in in, the, in his own thirty yard area, and he, he's, he's struggling. Mm. He's struggling for me. Even Jacket said in a little interview today that mm. he's identified that people are figuring McDonald out. Now. Yeah, I mean, he's like a quarterback being sacked regularly at the yeah. moment. Yeah, 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 yeah. 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 Mm. Um, I thought Derby yeah. seemed 
quicker, stronger, more fluid. They had that killer touch in the final third, which, especially with Leon Clark, which I'm sure we'll touch on in a sec, Walsh didn't have that at all. I thought that if Savile had scored that goal in the first half, could it, it might not have changed the game that we would have still got a result from it, because I think Derby would have still <laughs> won. But as soon as he missed that, Derby just seemed to go... It would have sent course. it in a different direction, wouldn't it? I don't know yeah. if any of you at the Charlton game, but he missed one there as well where it hit the post. I yeah. think yeah. Yeah. Every, yeah. not a vital time, but a, a time where it would have altered the course of the game. And I don't know how he missed that one on Saturday, to be honest. Mm. It just looked as though it was going to fly in. It didn't look as bad from behind the goal, though, when they showed you from behind the goal. Well, because he was kind of coming... It, well, there was a player, he sort of got to get yeah. it around. It wasn't, a, it wasn't as easy. It's an still angle. a decent chance. It was, yeah, but it might. didn't look like yeah. a sitter. No, no, no. Um, as it did from side mm. on. And you, mm. you, you know, you, you look at Derby's first goal. I think that was very fortunate, and it would have been a superb save by Akeemi. Yeah. yeah. Um, but it wasn't a great challenge by Danny, was it? Danny. Danny well, but it was, it was an unfortunate series of events with Ebanks Mandel slipping, yeah, pulling him down a limb, go through. It's kind of Danny mm. Baffy. He, he gave away two or three mm. petty, silly free kicks. Mm. Like um, I think a, a goal kick came from Jack Butland. Uh, Derby player had it on the halfway line and, and Danny Bath pushed him in the back right in front of the referee mm. and you just think you know you shouldn't be making those sort of errors really and, and there was a couple um, of just little silly free kicks that we were conceding and it was, it just looked amateur really mm. yeah. I, thought, I, thought, I just thought our, our whole performance was very amateur from from front to back and we were wrong side thing. of our men too many yeah. times that was why we were giving away a lot of free kicks yeah and I, I think every time Derby went forward they looked like scoring mm. and we went forward and we looked like we'd never seen a football before in our life we just had no mm. clue well, the longer the game went on I think some of the worrying factors we've seen people really not putting much effort in chasing mm. back mm. last year when we were winning the league quite comfortably we were up, we'd be 2 nil up against the team that we were strolling in you'd still see people run 30 yards and make every effort to get a tackle in when, when, when somebody's on the break on Saturday, there was people strolling back in mm. midfield when you know Derby were on the ball. They were making very little effort. Shades of a couple of years ago for me, that mm. was. Now, hopefully, that's just a one-off mm. and it won't happen again, but I didn't like to see it. Was it almost like the game had already gone by 2-0 and potentially played? Yeah, like, I, I, I think head, head's dropped, mm. but that's where you need to show your fighting spirit. You might be 3-0 down, but you still run that extra 10 yards to, mm. to reach that ball. It's easy to do when you're 2-3, 4-0 up. Mm. The real test is when you're four or five mm. nil down, whether you're still mm. going to put it in or not. And we showed that we, we didn't or, could, or couldn't. Yeah, no, going back to the Savile chance, I think whether that went in or didn't, this kind of result was coming for a while. The defence has been so poor in the last what, month, mm. six weeks, mm. and the cracks have been showing, and it's just taken a very, very good team, probably the best in the league, I'd say, just completely tear us apart. Um, and they do. They need to do so much work in the next two weeks to um, sort it out. Mm-hmm. Um, I think at two was it two nil in about half an hour. Mm-hmm. I think yeah, at that point you just you shut up shop until half time, close it all down, make sure you go in at half time two nil because okay it's not great but you can get back into the game at that point. Mm-hmm. But three nil it's going to be a lot more um, sorry difficult to do and. Say we just lacked any sort of fight to want or desire to get back into it. Well, I think, I think a three 0 it wasn't even worth putting Dico on the game. No, yeah, yeah. yeah. So yeah. that's why he said that's yeah. what Jackie said, yeah. Yeah. which yeah. actually made perfect sense yeah. in the end. Um, the Derby played a four three three on the day, and uh, the Derby uh, City fan podcast put this uh, stat up middle of the week about their midfield. Um, 
Jeff Hendrick, pass completion rate 90%. Omar Mascarell, 97%. Will Hughes, 90%. Six chances created, two goals scored, two assists made. But the good thing about their stats, a lot of them were in dangerous areas. Mm-hmm. In, in, yeah. we've been, people have been chucking out wall stats early in the year about passes, the number of you know, possession. Mm. The amount of possession that's in our 40 yards from our own goal, yeah. I mean, mm. m- the bulk of our possession is in that area. We don't have much possession in their half, mm. uh, and our pass completion rate in the in the last third will be very low compared to a team like Derby. Yet we eulogise about the stats in some of the games, but then some of our possessions means nothing for but me. A lot earlier in the season, we were talking about this before we started tonight, about that Fulham game. The difference is they were moving the ball so much faster then, yeah. weren't they? Yeah, they were, It yeah. slowed down. Yeah. And like You guys yeah. probably see a lot more home mm-hmm. games than me, especially. And now... Like it's not it's not pedestrian, but there's certainly not that urgency to go bang 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 get it from one side to the other when there's a man free. No. It's certainly a lot. Yeah, you know. Um, and there was one terrible incident on when, when Ricketts had the ball in the box at Dari, down in that left hand corner mm. from the tele. Is it is it actually in the box? And from there we have actually worked it back and we were in back in our own half in four passes. Mm. From, we were in the box and we, we've ended up back in our own half. I mean that that was just chronic. Uh, let's talk about some of the other players. Sacco. Um, who I thought potentially was the best 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 player on the pitch for Wolves that day. See, in the first half, to me, it looked like he was playing the Perlo role. He was playing very deep in the middle. Did anyone else notice that, or was that just me? I didn't notice it. No. <laughs> he does sometimes drift inside, to be fair, and tries yeah. to influence the game a bit more. He's almost like he was setting up the play. He yeah. setting the tone up from the halfway line if Wolves were ever in Derby's half. It just seemed odd mm. for me. I think he was just looking for the ball, personally, because mm. if he'd have stayed mm. out wide, I don't know, he wouldn't have hardly seen it. Did anyone mm. come out of that game at all? Good or was it the whole team really didn't do themselves? I don't think there's any positives. No, I think for mm. close you can. Sacco played all right. I don't. Mm. F- I don't think Ricketts played that bad. No, he probably would have been the pick of the defenders yeah. for me. And even if he did, he you know he can't really blame because he hasn't played for so long. Has he? Yeah, yeah. 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 many minutes. Was that a bit odd that he he'd come in instead of Rowe, saying that no, Rowe's been Tom, in it for so long? I think Tommy Rowe's terrible at left back. But he stuck with Rowe. There was no indication he hadn't been injured. There was no indication that he game against Birmingham. Yeah, I think he probably just wanted to put some of the you know Savile's got quite good height to him Ricketts has got good height to him I think he just you know he's no he knew he was going to play one of the best teams in the league didn't really want to concede offset pieces which they ultimately ended up doing <laughs> but <laughs> I think the thought was probably there to just kind of give him a bit more stature yeah. in the game. Uh, let's talk about Leon Clark because he he didn't show any kind of threat really at all. He held up the ball a couple of times well, but was that really a key example of how we're just lacking someone up front who knows how to score? Where was his service though? I'm, but where was his movement before? Yeah. You've got to move to get the service. Mm. I've never seen it. I've never, I mean, I think you, you, I think I saw you tweet something a few a week or two back about his movement. I've never seen anybody move less. Without, but about his movement, I think if you look at the Leeds goal that he scored, his movement was absolutely superb. <laughs> Can someone just take a picture of John's face right now? I'm going to try and defend myself somewhere. John Bams George. No, I think um, in a weird kind of way, if you look at Clark and you look at Balotelli, they're almost two identical cases. You know, okay. when both players, no, when both, <laughs> play, when, when both it, yeah. players came in, both sets of fans are like, hmm, okay, but their record is okay. We'll, we'll give them a chance. You know, they've come in not done so well and now they're kind of being used as a scapegoat when as you say when both teams when both Wolves and Liverpool's defences are actually really fragile mm-hmm. but at the other end they're getting used as a you know 
person to criticize. I'm not saying Clark's great because I don't, from what I've seen him, he hasn't been good. But mm. I think there are kind of parallels between the two, to be honest. I don't I like know. That. I like no, that. no, I think that's that's why I don't pay him a big bucks. <laughs> <laughs> that's why I've got the orange squash. Yeah. <laughs> oh, you want to see his bank account? <laughs> <laughs> I don't have to be paid from this. Yeah. Um, E-Bank Landell obviously came off at half-time for Steeman. Uh, hadn't had a great game. Did it really make any difference with Steeman in the second half? I know we only conceded two compared to the three. I think he's at fourth one of the goals, wasn't he? But I think Steeman's been our best centre-half this season. Yeah. Mm. Mm. I think, but again, he's the scapegoat, isn't he? If anything bad goes on the defence, it's blamed. He'd never bring off Steven. about half time, would he? Um, he'd have never brought him off. He's from Bradley Hill, don't you know? <laughs> <laughs> <Is he? laughs> yeah, um, I don't think Stephen really did much of any note, did he? But again, it was poor defending for yeah. the fifth goal, wasn't it? But again, yeah. I, mean, I was going to say, at that point, it's, you've already shipped him four, haven't you? So. He's, he's still ten times better than Ebanks Landell. I respect Jackie greatly, but how you can keep some, you know, maybe change it for your game and you cannot keep someone like Ebanks Landell in a game like that. Like, you know. and if you you are, the if problem is, is that neither Bart or Ebanks Landell can play up no, no, they're both from just playing blind balls over. Yeah. And then, yeah. you know, I was saying exactly. the balls are flying out of play. Many of them were from just when Ebanks and uh, was put under pressure. If you're an op- opposing team and you see someone like Ebanks and uh, you're just going to get to. Yeah. Yeah. If, and if we are going to play around the back, you've got to play Steeman because he's, yeah. he's yeah. the most comfortable yeah, on the ball definitely. out of all yeah. of them. Yeah. Mm, so, but these are two mainly League One experienced defenders going up against probably the best team in the championship. Yeah. And it kind of shows once again that we are a team still developing from a root of League One. Which yeah, I think a lot of the students have played a lot of games in the Premier League. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Of course, he's, a, he's played one season in League One. He's played more no, games I mean, in the Premier Dave League. Dave Barnes and Landell oh, yeah. started. Oh, yeah. Yeah. But, you know, I think it kind of brought to light that Derby are a team who over, you know, they had the playoff misery, but over a course of two and a half years, they've built up a team to come to this point, which hmm. Mick McArthur did with Wolves up to the point of promotion, whereas we are still a team from League One, ground base, which is starting to develop and get get itself used to the, to the championship again. I, th- I think it's ex- inexperience. That, yeah. that really shone through. Mm, yeah. I mean, mm. we touched on it there with Ebanks, Landell and Bart only playing League One, mainly League One games. And like I said, Derby, they've got a good team, they've built, they've had a few years of this build and it nearly came off last year, didn't come off at the last minute. It's showing now and now mm. inexperience is starting to show yeah. as well. And that's why we've got to bring some kind of experience in. In January, both in defence and in attack as well. Yeah, I mean, I've been saying for weeks on here about Lee Evans saying his next game is always his hardest game at this point. Yet to say it about Bat and Ebanks Lendell because, as you say, sort of best team in the championship or one of the best attacking teams at least. And it clearly showed that they don't have that much experience at this level. Um, So we definitely need to bring in, don't know who, but. It's, it's one of the reasons why you won't like me for playing this. I actually don't want us to go up this year. Oh, yeah. Because be I'm, worried, I'm really worried they're going to fluke it and get I've, in the playoffs. I, yeah. I, I personally think they might just miss out on the playoffs. Hmm. But if this team went up, you, you know, and Jacket wouldn't make wholesale changes, he wouldn't go up and do what QPI had done, it'd be very much what Burnley had done, and Wolves would get annihilated. Hmm. Mm. Because you know, even last year, I know you said they were cruising in some games, but they're only winning games like one and two nil. And this yeah, year, they're Christmas, cru- there was a few yeah. where we cruised. And this year, the, the games they're winning are generally by like a one goal margin. Mm. And I think a lot of the mistakes and a lot of the losses and draws they're just losing this year is probably going to stand them in good stead mm. to then push on in a second mm. championship year with yeah. two signings or three signings in January and maybe four or five in the summer. To then go at it next year. Right? I, I think I agree with the fact that if we did go up this season with this squad, we would get torn to shreds. Mm. 
is the danger of not going up, up this year is we'd lose the quality players mm-hmm. we have already to yeah. promote your teams. And how I mean, Kevin McDonald, I know he's been had a few bad games, but Kevin McDonald, the form, is such a, a crucial part of the team. Sacco obviously would be gone. Dicko, there's rumours of um, Everton looking at Lee Evans as well, isn't mm. there? But Levin's, you know, he's developing well as well. But, you know, could that be that we don't go up and then we have to technically start again in the Championship? We have to find a whole new set of players. That's where Wolves have to dig the hill. Isn't it? Mm-hmm. I don't know what kind of contract Kevin McDonald would be on. Well, he only joined last year, so hmm. he must have a good two, couple two of three years. Two or three years at least, I would have thought. So it's, I think it's up to Wolves how much they want to push on and, you know. Yeah, because mm. I would have thought McDonald would be slightly disappointed having made the Scotland squad for the Germany game away, and then he's been sort of dished, hasn't he? And mm. I'd have thought that he'd be disappointed with that. But he'll know himself; he's not actually playing that well. So, mm. um, I mean, teams have sussed him out. Yeah. Or they've sussed out Wolves and mm. seeing him as a key figure, and it must be sort of quite difficult for him. Um, but at the same time, but the club need to look at it and have to work out a better system. Um, I think, yeah. I mean, the Celtic rumour may come round again, but I can't think actually who would sign McDonald because there wouldn't be that many people playing, paying more money in the Championship than Wolves. I think people will keep an eye on him. I think people will keep an eye on him, won't they? Because they would have seen what's happened in League One and the hype that's been around him. No, I mean, even even if you're one of the kind of promoted clubs in the Premier League and need someone to see you to safety, it's not probably the position you're immediately going to strengthen it no. or pay big money for, which no. is what Wolves would want now. Yeah, I mean, you can, like, you know, like Leicester and whoever else, as we we're talking, are going to want to sign a striker. So, yeah. I don't think he's probably in immediate danger in January. But could this, uh, so so looking forward, then it might be we need a few games to say this, but could this just be a blip in the in the, the back in the Championship road, or is this potentially a a start of things come because you look at results compared to when Solbakken started. It's oddly looking very familiar yeah. with how our, we, we seem to peak very early with Solbakken. Can you tweet something? Yeah, yeah. Oh, I'm glad you tweeted something. I know we're starting to dip ever so slightly, and it, yeah. it makes you think: Have Wolves peaked too early? And, and, in that particular, and if we <laughs> say Solbakken back, and, yeah. Yeah. and in that particular season as well, you'll remember that Millwall started very well under Jacket. And they mm. got they got themselves up into the top three. By the end of the season, and he just stayed up. Yeah. So, oh, and whereas and Wolves went down, so Wolves and Millwall had a very similar season. Um, mm. there's, there's similarities there, and obviously, I said to you after the Leeds game, I thought, you know, really, that was a strange game. We, we ended up winning. I said to you, let's have a look at the, let, let's have a look where we are after two tough games at Ipswich and Darnley, and now we're, we're having a bit more of a different discussion. Mm. You look at Forest now. Brentford away, that ain't going to be like it was in February. Mm. We're going and to turn up well. there and, and just yeah. walk, walk away with the game. Bournemouth, you're looking a few weeks is that time. Our next three games? Yeah, mm. and, uh, I don't know. It, it is a bit worrying how we're going to come out of these few games. And com- if confidence starts to go on the wane and attitude changes, and it could go, it could go anyway. I mean, mm-hmm. it's always going to be difficult to have a consistent season in terms of the amount of points you pick up per game. And I think as you say at the start of the season. We did very well. We overachieved. We, yeah, we overachieved, and I think now we're underachieving. But I think it's almost balanced itself out now. What with mm. tenth, and I think I say, if someone offered me tenth at this point in the season in August, I'd have happily said yes. Yeah. So we're we just one point off the playoffs still. Yes. We are ninth. We're only one point off the playoffs. That's what yeah. I think. As, 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 yeah. as, so, as um, long as you can keep in. On the cocktails of, of yeah. the playoffs, you're always in with a chance in this division. Yeah. So you know, come mid March, if we're still, you know, even if we're only five or six points off the playoffs, we've six or seven games to go. You, mm. you know, that's we're still in a, a good yeah. position. Well, that's the thing though. You don't want to now break away from the pack. That could be a pack that breaks on if we all start dipping. 
you, then you look at me table, but again, it comes to this whole conversation of would you just take me table anyway this season just to solidify, or because we've started so well, are you wanting to push playoffs? It's, well, it's gonna, I think it's going to change. People's opinions going to change about the season. Yeah, I mean, if if you would have asked every Wolves fan in July where do they think Wolves will finish the season, I think a good ninety percent would have said tenth or below. Yeah. Um. So if we finish tenth at the end of the season, is you know, it's still going to be a decent-ish season, isn't it? But Jackett's said in the same interview today that Wolves need a plan B, which I think we've talked about for quite a while now. But it's almost like we've started this season, the Championship, teams have gone, oh, wasn't expecting this. And then as the Diaries have gone, they've now kind of figured out how to play against us. Now Wolves really need to think of a whole new game plan. Well, that's where Jackett's going to earn people. the money, isn't it? Yeah. yeah. Is no, there isn't another game plan that we play one way, don't you? Well, he's, well that, that's what I mean. Jackett's got to think of another game plan. I know you say there isn't one, but he's got to think of one. We're just gonna, it, it's it's going to be sold back and slash Saunders all over again. It's the same so. situation as what happens in the Premier League most seasons. I mean, I immediately think of Hull. Remember that one year? There were was it around fourth at mm, Christmas, yeah. and then yeah. by the end of the year, they just about stayed up because teams figured them out. And exactly mm. the same things happen to us. And you, you know, you're right. We've got to find another way around of playing. Maybe that's mm. changed the formation, bringing new players, and whatever it is, it's got to be done. It's got to be done sooner rather than later. Uh, another point I wanted to make about this game, obviously we can't do hands up because no one will know, so audio, hands up. Um, who, after full time, was fussed about that result, James? No. No. John, were you fussed that we'd lost 5-0 to Derby? No, I, wasn't fussed at, I wasn't fussed at the score. Yeah. I was fussed at the performance. But the score, you were The score, no, no, no. I think it was 5-0, yeah. 6-0, 4-0, it didn't really make any difference. But Luke, were you fussed at 5-0? Yes. Yeah? Rob? Not massively. No? no. Rich? Yeah. Now, I wasn't that pushed. I was kind of 70-30. But the point I wanted to make was, especially with the away fans who I was there and it was incredible because at 5-0 no one really cared and we were all jumping up and, and singing. Because of past results we've had where we've been drubbed 5-0, have we now slightly become numb to this time of, oh, we lost 5 oh well. Or is that in itself bad that we should be quite angry thinking, hang on, we've just lost 5-0 away to a top contender. Is, is something happening in our kind of history where... We should. We've been so used to losing so badly like this. We sh- we're just not bothered. Anymore. I don't. I don't remember us losing this heavily very often. I mean, I, I think back to like the Southampton game, like outside of the Premier League, and they kind of conceded five goals, like Chelsea, Tottenham, United. But there's not really been a time where we've been absolutely. I, I did look it up after Tim tweeted it. I, no, I, went, yeah. I actually went back to we 1998. We haven't, we haven't won a, after we've lost by five goals. <laughs> after we've lost by five goals, we haven't won a game since 1968, and it's happened eight times. We've lost seven and drawn one. Right. But in recent history, like, we haven't but been how absolutely. How badly have we lost? Well, we lost that's that's the only time. You know I mean? we've lost, uh, since 1968, we've lost eight times by five goals. Yeah. In, in league football. Which isn't a lot really, is it? No, not really. Yeah. No, no, no. Yeah. Especially when someone would have been in the Premier League yeah, yeah, and we've just yeah, gone up. Yeah, yeah. So you'd kind of yeah. take them out. Yeah, yeah. Well, Manchester United. Yeah, yeah. But that's what I'm saying. Enough, like, it wasn't, it's not as though we're like Albion and lose 5-0 all yeah. the time. No, they don't well, in that Premier League, you know what I mean? That like, Premier League season, which is only, what, what, three seasons ago, we lost obviously to Albion, which is obviously horrendous. 5-1, we lost to Fulham away 5-0, we lost to Man United at home 5-0. I remember that game, I know it was Man United, but by half time, nobody was bothered and everybody was having a good time. But still, you shouldn't be. You should be a bit annoyed. I, Your team I, is losing yeah. at home five nil. Yeah. Why are we just not that fuss? And why were some of us, including myself, and I left the, the ground? Obviously, Derby were truly deserved the win, 
But I just wasn't bothered. There was no part of me at all that was annoyed that we lost five of the way, especially how well we played. And isn't there something, and I'm sure some other fans will have that, isn't there something wrong with that that we should be annoyed? Or should I go see a psychiatrist? <laughs> Maybe a bit of both. Yeah. <laughs> no, I don't think you can be happy seeing your team lose 5 0 or not bothered about it. Yeah. It bothered me. Especially, you know, on the telly, you, in front of the nation, it's embarrassing. Mm. It, I find it I, really embarrassing and it, it hurts. You know, I was, I was in, I'm, you know, in a bad mood for a good couple of days. I thought you were going to say you were in tears then. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, yeah, I mean, I was annoyed to see us concede five because I don't see why we should at this level mm. be conceding that many. That was my main gripe. Um, no, I think I think Wolves fans are particularly good. As soon as it gets past about four or five, there's a bit of gallows humour, isn't it? And you mm. like, well, so I don't, might just have a good, might as well have a good time. I mean, that's what I was just trying to say. It's not like a regular thing. So yeah. you can take yeah. it every now and again. When you think how far this team's come in less than two years, when Jackets kind of picked it up out of yeah. nothing and pieced all these players together and got to within three points of the top of the league at the start of November, and then you lose to the league's best team by five goals. I mm. really think, in the grand scheme of things, it's mm. that. No. That bad. I'll take that really, considering where they were. Yeah, I mean that's what I mean. I mean I, I don't like us losing, obviously, but if they bounce back well in the next three yeah. games, yeah. Yeah. sort of how you respond, isn't it? Yeah. How so, do you respond to yeah. to performances like that? We'll be that's a wake up call if we do well, won't it? Mm. But I'll get off my soapbox now. Don't worry. Um, so really, with Derby, then just beaten by the far better team because uh, I was blown away with how good Derby were on Saturday. But was it just was that just the case that literally Derby were just that good? Yeah, that they're a good team. I don't think the five goals better than us are. No. Well, nobody, nobody in the championship's five goals better than anybody, are they? Even though even Blackpool. Well, that's my, yeah, that's yeah. Um, I do think yeah. Derby are better than us. You know, I don't think there's any denying that. But <clears throat> not five goals better, mm. which is what hurts. You know, if you, mm. if you if you battle and you know you come away, you lo- even if you lose two 0 but you've put a good show up. Well, not a good show, but a good performance, and everyone's give 100% then you can take losing but when it's a performance like that that's that's what hurts me the most when it's just gutless okay so obviously we've got Forest next which is in a couple of weeks so we won't have a podcast next week because obviously it's an international break but just in time for that what do Wolves need to do in the next two weeks to get ready for that game apart from obviously train come up with a plan B yeah hmm. Have their fingers crossed that Dicko comes back on Sky. But yeah, I mean that's the, that's the other problem is that because of the scheduling of Marley's games, they don't come back until like late on Thursday. Mm. So they only have Friday to to do probably do what is like a light session. Mm. So I think that's what Jacket said after the last time yeah. they came back, didn't it? I that's the that's it. the problem with having these two players pl- deciding they want to play for Marley. So Alex Ferguson would never have allowed that. He, he wouldn't have allowed players to come. Who was who's been injured with a hamstring trouble, not yeah. fit enough to play. Mm. I don't know, I mean, he said that you'd have got half an hour out of Dicko on Saturday. And so, I don't know. Dicko hasn't been playing for Marley, though. I don't think he's... No, he didn't. No, 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 he didn't play. I don't know who, yeah. who must be better than Dicko who plays for Marley up front. I don't think Freddie Canute is. No, I was going to say, that's the only role left. So, I imagine Jackie probably sees it. If he gets minutes, great. Mm. If not, you know. Never know. No. But, I mean, yeah, as long as you, you just want to make protect those two, don't you? But... Sacco's going to be going full pelt to book his place in country TBC in January. Yeah. So, <laughs> so uh, yeah. I don't know how many other players we've got on internationals, though. Uh, Lee Evans is with Wales, Sam isn't Ricketts. he? And Sam Ricketts. Um, that's it. Yeah, that's it really. We've got no one with Ireland. No. That's probably the first time we've got in 68 as well, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> nobody with Ireland. So, not four players. Mm. So, the bulk are going to be 
sitting down and watching that video as I was reading <laughs> today, which yeah. I certainly wouldn't want to do. Oh, just a final point with Derby, just sort of, did it kind of show how much we missed Dave Edwards in that role? I didn't say this earlier. Well, you should have done. <laughs> no, 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 no. <laughs> I thought you'd wait until yeah. the Derby thinks so. Yeah, I, I think yeah. Dicko and Edwards are both missed. They're, they're mm. the only two people that move. Yeah. Anywhere the other side of the halfway line. Especially someone like Edwards, who now really is the most experienced player on that team. Because that's Paul's goals esque runs, isn't it? <laughs> yeah. That's what we mean. So if, it, if you're doing pass and move football, you actually do need players to move. And mm. Dave Edwards, mm. for all his faults, is very, very good at picking out the space in between um, the defence and the midfielders, the opposition. Yeah. I mean, look at the energy you put into uh, in, against Birmingham. Yeah. I mean, I know we didn't win, but it, I mean, we almost won it in the end, basically because of Sacco and Edwards, mm. and, and, and they changed the pace of the game. Mm. I was saying this to a mate at Ipswich, like, you know, Edwards is not a laughed-at player, but he's a player which causes quite a lot of debate. Mm. Like, at what point does he actually become, I don't know, people call him, like, Dangerous Dave and stuff like that. <laughs> 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 Deadly or dangerous. Yeah, he's dangerous. Dangerous. No, but at what yeah, point like do it. people, like, take him seriously as, like, a key player in the team? I think they have to stop to now. Yeah. I think he's, he's sort of going to be. He's definitely one of those players who you notice him more when he's not in the team. Yeah, yeah. Mm. It's, it's strange in a team what was supposed to be evolving as sort of a passing football. He's the la- he's the last one. He's, the, you know. yeah, he's the last one you'd pick for that. But he's yeah. actually quite fundamental in the way we play. Mm. Um, but I mean, he's the last one out of that that kind of attacking bit yeah. of the team that isn't the you know comfortable on the ball. No, run at, well, exactly. he will run at people, but he'll lose yeah. the ball. And. He's I mean, the kind of last one to be evolved, really, or to someone to kind of take his place. <laughs> well, yeah. He thought that Jacobs might do it, but he hasn't really pushed on in this at this Not level. That's yeah. a shocking start to the season, hasn't he, Jacobs? Mm-hmm. But that is something that's been flagged up by Derby fans as well. Pretty, pretty, you know, prior to this season, that they, they said you, you, you'll see him in the Championship. He'll struggle to make mm-hmm. it. Mm-hmm. So maybe, maybe it would have been interesting way. the reception he would have got. Obviously, if he had come on, I'm not sure they'd have been too worried about him. Coming <laughs> <off tomorrow>. <laughs> <laughs> mm. Um, I think that's where we'll leave it then, this week's podcast. Thank you very much for listening. Oh, um, oh and no. gone and gone on. Late, late, late breaking news. Nottingham Forest at home. Next issue of Old Gold Glory will be out. I've seen the PDF version today. It's at the printers. Okay. It'll be ready for the Forest game. And won't you tell people what this issue is about? Issue um, two? Yeah, it's basically a champions issue, so covering all the years where Wolves have been champions in, the, in history. Uh, we've got interviews with the likes of Ron Flowers, Malcolm Finlayson, um, Jody Cradder, Chris Uolomo. Some, some good interviews in there, some good content. Well worth two pound fifty. Fantastic, and the the digital version as well. Oh, the digital version will be available probably early next week. Fantastic. Mm-hmm. So look out for it at Old Gold Glory. Yes, that's on right. Twitter as well. Yeah. So breaking news done. Thank you very much for listening. At WWFC Fancast on Twitter, uh, Wolves Football Fancast show and like on Facebook and WolvesFancast.com is the website which will have a bit of a makeover this week. So make sure you check it out. Uh, but for this week, uh, thanks to James for yeah. popping along. Cheers. Year old international. Commentating duties. <laughs> in London, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, um, wait, what was it in, you doing in Poland? Volleyball, uh, volleyball yeah, just spreading the wings a bit more. Yeah. Just a bit of you seemed like you were there for ages. Women's and men's. A uh, few weeks in Poland, a few weeks in Italy. And you say, oh, It's alright oh, if you can get the word. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Fancy a few weeks in Poland <laughs> watching volleyball. <laughs> uh, so, thanks to James Pop and Boy. Uh, it's Bob from John. Good night. Bob from Luke. See you later. Bye from Rob. Cheers. Bye from Rich. Good night. And it's bye from me. See you in a couple of weeks.
Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code CHAMPION and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Remember to use code CHAMPION and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet, place your money line, prop, or parlay bets with the king of sportsbooks today. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotion, promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C.